Good morning. On this, uh, another Lord's Day, another virtual worship, and uh, we do have a word from the Lord, and we are happy, for those of you who are tuning in this morning, uh, for our services. This morning's message comes out of the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 5. I'm going to read just one verse, which will be the focus verse. Matthew 5, verse 7 reads, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Uh, this morning, I, I want to use as a subject of thought, the need for mercy. The need for mercy. Uh, church, in, in Jesus' great Sermon on the Mount, one will find what is known as the Beatitudes of Scripture. Jesus delivered uh, this great sermon on a hillside near Capernaum. The Beatitudes are considered to be a code of ethics for the disciples and a standard of conduct for all believers. When we look at Matthew chapter 5, beginning at verse number 1, it reads, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Uh, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Uh, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Uh, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revel you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. And then it says in verse 12, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they, the prophets, which were before you. You see, just in these verses alone, Jesus teaches on the character and behavior of the believer. And if we actually apply them uh, to our daily living and interaction with others, our spiritual light will shine so much brighter. Well, I will not expound on all of the Beatitudes this morning. However, I want to expound on verse number seven, one that I believe is often ignored. It said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. We find truth in God's word. But so many find truth in man's word, such as survival of the fittest. Oh, only the strong survive. We, we've heard those phrases. 
people seem to grab wholeheartedly to those phrases, saying uh, those sayings, rather than to what Jesus teaches about mercy. The society in which we live in place more and more emphasis on power than anything else. Mercy, on the other hand, often doesn't make the cut. You see, man sees strength in power. Amen? <coughs> Sport teams strive on strength and power. Uh, being in a high management position of a corporation is viewed as strength and power. Political campaigns many times go all out to advertise strength and power. In our society, strength and power are considered to be high values in life. But notice now, uh, Jesus sees strength in mercy and not power. So why, why is mercy not considered to be of high value in our society? Why, uh, should, should mercy even matter to the believer? Well, what is mercy? Well, mercy is helping others in the midst of a need. Mercy, it is about extending to someone something they, they don't deserve. Uh, the merciful see a need and do something about it. If we remember in the Bible story about the woman at the well, over in the Gospel of John, chapter number 8, beginning at verse number 11, it says, Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him and sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman, taken in adultery, and when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, uh, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now, now Moses in the law uh, commanded, us, commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? In other words, what, what do you have to say about it? This, uh, uh, they, they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, the word says he lifted up himself and said unto them, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and he and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it being uh, convicted by their own conscience went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. Notice, and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Has no man condemned thee? And she said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. <coughs> Notice, when Jesus says, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Jesus showed mercy. You, you, you would have thought that the religious leaders would have 
would have understood that. But you see, Jesus knew what, what, the, law, what the law of Moses said over in Leviticus in chapter 20, uh, verse 10. The word says, and the man that committeth adultery with another man's wife, even uh, he that committeth adultery with his neighbor's wife, the adulterer and the adulteress shall, shall surely be put to death. Notice the religious leaders, they, they, they bring this woman to Jesus, and they only use part of the law, yet they knew all the law. You see, the religious leaders of that day, they, they didn't see a need for mercy. They didn't see that they themselves needed mercy. They didn't believe that, that mercy was an attribute of a believer. They didn't remember all of the law, only uh, what fitted their call. Because if they truly uh, wanted to apply the law and believed in the law, they would have brought the man. Because the text says that they caught her in the very act. In other words, nobody told them. They saw it for themselves. <coughs> Which lets us know, uh, make you wonder what kind of ministry was going on. Was it a peeping Tom ministry that they were able to go out and find this woman? The Bible says in the very act. In other words, they, they, they're saying, I'm, we were eyewitnesses to it. And the law says she's to be stoned. You see, they, they, they had no, no mercy in them because they were strictly concerned about keeping the law. You see, we've got to understand that in reality, mercy, mercy is a true picture of strength being used as a blessing and benefit to others in need. And this woman was in need. And all they, they wanted to punish, they wanted to persecute. You see, that is at the heart of why Jesus came for you and, and for me. To truly understand mercy, we must first recognize our true need for mercy. The Bible reminds us of our need for mercy. Over in Romans chapter number 3, verse 23, it reads, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Yes, none of us have a right to brag about we're better than anybody else. Uh, we have no right to think that we're above somebody else. But the Bible lets us know that we all have fallen short of God's glory. And, and we need someone to step in because of our failures. And we need a Savior. You see, we have a Savior who, who sees all of our actions. We have a Savior that knows all of our thoughts. We have a Savior who has seen all of our deeds, but yet doesn't give us what we deserve because he gives us mercy. And when you have really experienced the grace and mercy that comes through Jesus, mercy can't help but begin to spill from the inside to the outside of you when you know that the Lord has shown nothing but mercy. You see, our Savior took what we deserve upon himself, and he gave us mercy. And when I see the faults and shortcomings of others, I understand their need for mercy because the Lord had mercy on me. You see, one day I was on my way to hell with no God on my side. My grandmama prayed for me, granddaddy prayed for me, my mama prayed for me, and my daddy. And the Lord showed mercy. I believe the Lord heard their cry and one day, mercy showed up. It showed up 
in my heart, and I realized that I needed mercy. You see, mercy first took place on a hill called Calvary because it was at Calvary, it was at the cross that Jesus spoke to God the Father about those who hated him. And I remember the words when he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. In other words, uh, he was saying, have mercy. He was telling God, you need to have mercy on them. And he hung on that hill from the sixth to the ninth hour, died on Calvary's hill. Stayed there all night Friday and, and all day Saturday and all night Saturday night. But early one great Sunday morning, he got up with all power and trusted in his hand. Oh, I don't know about you, but it was at the cross that I realized that God had shown nothing but mercy for all of my past sins. It was at the cross uh, that I first saw the light. It was at the cross that I realized that he hung blood and died for your sin and mine and got up early one great Sunday morning with all power entrusted in his hand. And because he got up with all power in his hands, uh, he's able to help us to walk right, do right, be right, and go right. If we learn how to put our hand in the Lord's hand and allow the Lord to walk with us and talk with us. Yes, it was at the cross. But the hymn writer said in his song, at the cross, to where I first saw the light. Said, and the burden of my heart said, rolled away. Said, it was there by, by faith that I received my sight. And, and, and the hymn writer says, and now, says, now, now I'm happy. Not, not some of the time, said, but I'm happy all the day. Yes, it was at the cross that mercy has reigned forever from that cross to all mankind. And that's why you and I today, if you're listening and you've yet to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, yes, uh, mercy is there for you, just as mercy has been there for me. Believe that he died for your sins, that he was buried, and that he got up early one great Sunday morning with all power entrusted in his hands. And you too can enjoy uh, the benefits of knowing about God's mercy at the cross. So the hymn writer said, at last, and did my Savior bleed, and did my sovereign die? Would he that sacred head for such a worm as I. And if you're listening and looking this morning, sing with me at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart. It rolled away, rolled away. It was there by faith that I received my sight. And now I am happy all the day. Verse 2 says, Was it? 
crimes that I have done. He upon the tree amazing pit tea grace unknown and love beyond degree sing with me if you will said at the cross We all need mercy. This world needs mercy. To show mercy, you've got to have the real love of Jesus Christ in you. If you've been watching this morning and you've accepted Christ, we recommend that you will connect with a Bible-believing church. If you have a desire to join us here at the Friendship Church, as always during this (coughs) pandemic, you may call us at 803-648. 9290 within 48 hours. Someone will um, return your call. We pray that we remember how merciful God has been to all of us, that we're willing to show mercy to others. Again, God, we thank you for this worship experience this morning. We thank you for the word. We thank you for those that tune in to hear, to watch, and see. God, we pray that you will help us to be filled with mercy, to understand how merciful you've been to us, that we may show mercy to others. Now, Father God, as we depart from this place, but never from your presence, be with us, leading us and guiding us as we travel throughout this country, this world, 
this community, Father God, in which you have allowed us to be a part of. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.